Welcome back to Scissors and Scrubs. Tonight we have an additional mm. uh, member of the podcast, and that would be Pluto, the half-dead dog. Yeah. But I love you, baby. Yes. Oh, did you hear him? He said yes. Yeah. Laura told me I had to be quiet, and he shook his head no. And so Pluto's going to join the episode today. Yeah. Um, and today, well, we just had Miss Swift come through Foxborough Stadium. I wish I could have gone. Uh, she's, I'm not, you know, I went once. I'm good. She doesn't do it for me. And I know I'm probably going to have a million Taylor Swift fans like, no, because nobody listens to this. But um, I'm not, I could take her or leave her. It was a good concert. Yeah. It didn't stick out in my head. It's the best thing I've ever seen. But she came through and like, it was a wild oh, fucking three days while none. she was here. You couldn't go near Fox Barrow. No. And no. Poor people like Vienna's girlfriend. She got the rain night. Oh. And when you say the rain night, it poured. Torrential. It like poured on them. Yeah. Um, so we decided to cover some concert mishaps, not even mishaps, just shit that happens at concerts. Well, like concerts, a big summertime. Yeah. It's a big summertime thing. Big, big summertime. summertime series. Yeah. Um, concerts I wish I had seen. The Who. No. Led Zeppelin. No. What I'd give to have seen Led Zeppelin at a concert. I would have seen neither of those. Oh, in a fucking heartbeat. So I saw the Rolling Stone. I used to work at the garden. Mm-hmm. Like I bring food to the suites and I, I don't know, I was like 18 or something and the Rolling Stones were there one night. I think I want to say the Who might have been there too. I was literally like, "Who pays money to see this?" <laughs> I would. They kill... were so boring. They didn't move. Right. No, because they were old when you saw them. But like, this was when I was eighteen. They're still touring. I so know. They and they're in their seventies. He just had fucking heart surgery. I. I mean, I just don't like that music, anyways. But right. I'm like, I I'm a just, huge. I love I rock like, and roll. The, all these people just paid all this money to see this. I just what I would give to see Zeppelin or Who in their heyday, like when they were the biggest bands going. No, must have been fucking amazing. Anyway, they're not my thing. Oh, I love it. Like, uh, best concert I've ever been to. I love Billy Joel. Great fucking love concert. Billy Joel. I he love was Billy a great Joel. Pink. Great fucking Pink concert. Pink is awesome. Yes, she's she, awesome. She literally blew my mind. Yeah. I thought that was a great show. Such a performance. Ricky Martin was a great show. I bet he was. I never. I saw loved him. Ricky Martin. I was dancing. Yeah. Um, I loved it. Pink I, Floyd was amazing. They don't move, but the visual effects. It was pink flying pigs floating around. You high as a kite. It was amazing. I hate Pink Floyd. I love Pink Floyd. I hate Pink Floyd. Also, Laura, another thing. I'm like, are we friends? What am I at the dentist? You know right how now? we're friends? So boring. Because I'm like Mike. Yeah. I like the things Mike like, and you're married to him, so I'm your female Mike. Why do I have two of you? Mm. It's awful. Because secretly you do like all this shit. No, I hate it. I think you see. He made me like. go to the stupid museum of science. Pink Floyd like. I would go then in a second. <laughs> How long is this? How long does this go but on? But I, I like both because I like I went to see Pete, Pitbull, Lynn Auditorium. Yeah. He's amazing. But that's fun. And it is fun. Yeah. But I also like rock and roll. I am a rock and roll girl. And you'll never see rock and roll like you saw in the 70s and 80s. You'll yeah. never see it again. Yeah. Those days are done. Journey. Could see Journey in a second. <laughs> go see him a fucking second. <laughs> I want Steve Perry back though, but he's old. Um, I was born at the wrong time. I you was really born at the wrong time. I should have really been born 10 years early. You know who's excellent in concert? And I don't care. I'll fight all of you. New kids on the block. <laughs> excellent concert every They're time. They're going to come up tonight, Laura. Okay. We're going to talk about new it's kids. It's an excellent concert. It is. I am not every a new kid's fan. I don't know one fucking song. And I go to their concerts with you and I love it. I There's have a great so time. much fun. Yeah. I don't yeah, know any of their songs. Yeah. And Laura sings what, la 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 tonight. Tonight. Best all, song for the rest of the night, she'll sing that song. It's so good. All night long, she'll start singing. It makes me so happy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're going to talk about concert amnesia. Why do people faint? Look at the way your dog is looking at me. 
why people faint during concerts. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the hearing thing? loss? Hearing loss during. Oh my god, if the ringing in my mm-hmm. ears after some of these shows. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to discuss the concert tragedy of 1979. And I'll tell you how that even came up in my head. So you are going to take it away, Sparkles. Taking it away. Um, I am doing post-concert amnesia. I got this info from Insider.com and Psychology Today. So like you said, Taylor Swift was just here. Swifties. She's still on tour. The Swifties are going nuts. So some Taylor Swift fans are reporting post-concert amnesia on social media. Um, Many are quoted as saying... Like, I know I was there, but it literally feels like I was in a dream. It doesn't feel like it actually happened. Mm. Um, Can too much excitement be tricking their brains into thinking it's in trouble? That's that's the question from psychologists. Some Swifties have been having a hard time holding on to the memories of the Eras Tour show. They're saying it's like an out-of-body experience and that it didn't really happen. And the only reason they know what happened that it happened is because of the $950 ticket price that came <laughs> out of their um, bank account. Ridiculous what the ticket prices are. I know. Um, some are saying that they feel guilty not being able to remember important moments of the concert. And some are saying that they felt like they were disassociating from the concert itself. One fan said that she forgot um, one of Swift's surprise songs like every concept she does a surprise song um and it's the one like she was it was the one she wanted her to play it was like, she's like oh if it's i hope she plays this night. tonight and it was that one t- that night and she said she literally doesn't remember it happening the only reason she knows it does because her friend videotaped her singing it the whole five minutes like the girl is singing along she with him remember it at all. Fi- she doesn't remember it at all the only reason she knows it is because there's a video of her um this is just not, this isn't just an Eras Tour specific event. <laughs> there are many accounts of fans being unable to recall details of important concerts to them. My Mike, husband Mike is, is one claiming of them. he is. Amnesia. He has been saying this shit for years and I ignore him. What concert do you forget the most? All of them. All of, li- literally, he, we, Paul McCartney? A, he didn't move once. It was like he was in a catatonic state. That's how Vienna is. She just sits there. I, I've seen, Who doesn't I've move their head Prince, to music? I've seen Prince twice. I could not tell you one song he played. I mean, I... Well, because one of his concerts, Rain, all he obviously. fucking played was weird shit nobody listened to. I was going to say, I, probably because you fell asleep. No huh? <laughs> I love Prince. Shut up. Laura, I won't listen fest. to you defame Prince. <laughs> he can't remember a concert ever. I can. David Bowie with Nine Inch Nails. Couldn't tell you one thing about the show. David Bowie. Was he dressed up as Z Stardust? I have no idea. He doesn't know. I have no idea. It's like he wasn't there. Oh my God, Mike. This is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Um, Ewan McNay is an associate professor of psychology at the State University of New York. And he says that this state can happen anytime you're faced with a situation with highly charged that's highly charged with emotions. He said some people even forget their first dance at their wedding. It could be because the body is misinterpreting the signs of excitement, like jumping up and down, screaming, mm-hmm. crying, <laughs> with a fight or fight, fight or flight situation, because that's like the same reaction mm-hmm. you'd have in that. Um, screaming and crying and losing your mind at a Taylor Swift concert, your body may think, hey, we're super stressed out and we're on our way, like running away from a bear or something. I clearly have no emotions because I remember all of this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been that emotionally charged. I know. And in that situation, you aren't creating memories. If you are in a fight or flight yeah. situation, your brain is not trying to create memories. They don't want to remember this part. Right. Your body's just trying to survive. Um, it is hyper-focused and will not remember. 
Um, another explanation for the amnesia is um, fans are flooding their brains with way too many chemicals, like that your body makes, not drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then <laughs> neurons then start firing like indiscriminately, making it really hard to create new memories because right. your brain is just losing its mind. Um, but the biggest reason for forgetting is that our minds focus on experiencing the world and not remembering it. In your normal everyday state, your mind is focusing on experiences, not memories. Right. People are not wired to remember important events in their lives. They are wired to experience them and understand them. We go to a concert to enjoy ourselves. Not remembering is actually a tribute to being in the moment and fully appreciating the music. I think that's great, though. Yeah. Instead so of sitting there it, with your phone. Like, I, when people are, like, looking at shit through their phone, mm-hmm. put the fucking phone down right, and watch it. it. You're here. Right. Right. I don't so, want to watch it on video later. I could do that on TV. Right. I'm here to see it. Right. Experience what you're... Be here. Be present. Um, there are only like a few situations where the human mind actually tries to actively remember things like literally like mm-hmm. a few in there studying for an exam, preparing a presentation or trying to learn people's names like in everyday life. <laughs> Clearly my mind never works. So you tell no. me your name. I'm like, uh, yeah, no. People don't focus on remembering what we do focus on is doing. Right. Um, forgetting a lot of the constant is a normal response to living our lives Even fully. Like, it's a normal response mm-hmm. for you. You're living your life fully. Um, a Nobel Prize winning psychologist named Daniel Kahneman says that there are two different selves. There's the experienced self and then the remembering self. The experienced cells. No, self. self. Like yeah, two I different got it. Like myself. persons. Um, the experienced self, experiencing self feels the events in the present. present. Mm-hmm. And then the, the remembering self looks back and reviews the memories of those events we experience. Um, but the experienced self. I'm sorry, but your dog has the biggest tongue I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) But the experienced self like lives, it lives fully. It fully participates. It fully pays attention to the event. It is engaged, but the remembering self, um, it will only, you can, you will only like remember little snips. Um, People can choose to focus on remembering, but that would take away attention from enjoying the concept. It's a trade-off. You're either going to experience or you're going to try to remember. And if you just focus on remembering, you can't fully live the experience and it won't give you as much joy. Yeah. Um, it can Makes be, sense. Yeah. It can be weird not to remember something that you expected to be like this life-altering event and spent a lot of money on tickets <laughs> and you have a wicked high level of anticipation for months. And m- right. I mean, when did those tickets go on sale forever ago? And you have, like, all these outfits to go and you want to think back on it like the rest of your life oh i had the best time that night like whatever um but if you place too much emphasis on the memory your expectations will be too high and you will be disappointed Mm -hmm. um they also say forgetting cleans out your mind and oh my i must have an awful clean mind me too i don't remember anything (laughs) remember the concerts i forget everything else oh yeah and it decreases like worries and it allows people to see new things and appreciate the world more fully unencumbered by memory. Oh, yeah. Um, so forgetting allows us to live in the moment and pushes away memories that might distract us. We live our lives to appreciate, understand, and react, not to remember. So to me, having constant amnesia is a good thing because it means you fully <laughs> lived in that moment and enjoyed every single second of that concert. Well, then, I'm not forgetful. I'm just experiencing life. So I think these people who can't remember... Really, they got, got their they money's, got their worth. money's worth. You got your money's yeah. worth because your body was like, yeah. yeah. Well, I can remember watching videos of Frank Sinatra when he was 
10 pounds mm-hmm. and skinny mm-hmm. and the Beatles mm-hmm. and Elvis and people literally just fucking passing out. Screaming and passing Screaming out. Screaming and passing out. Yeah. So I chose to go with why are people fucking passing out at concerts? And funny enough, these two German guys that it's published in the New England Journal of Medicine and I got excerpts from that. So two German doctors, Thomas Lempert and Martin Bauer decided to investigate why people are fucking passing out of concerts. Mm-hmm. But of course, they're German, so they said it a lot nicer than I just did. <laughs> and they published their findings in the New England Journal of Medicine. They talked to 40 of 400 girls that fainted at a New Kids on the Block concert oh. in Berlin. The girls... In Berlin? In Berlin. I mean, I could see if it was in Boston, but... Berlin, baby. Wow. La, 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 Berlin. Um, they were between the ages of 11 and 17, and they were all brought to the medical tent for passing out. Oh, my God. Some, quote, victims claimed the anxiety provoked them when they felt squeezed, choked, or trapped in the middle of the crowd. So some of them passed out because the crowds were so intense. And if you've right. ever been in a crowd like that, which we'll talk about actually later in the episode, yeah. it just overwhelmed them and they mm-hmm. passed out. Others said that they became so overwhelmed with emotions that they hyperventilated and experienced unusual breathing and just fucking went down like a sack of potatoes. 40% of them said that they lost blood from prolonged screaming. They were screaming so long and so loud that they passed out. And what they are saying... Like they weren't breathing in. They were just... Yeah, so what they're saying is the act of your body actually doing that, it contracts your blood vessels and you're only exhaling at a lower rate you're not like <sighs> yeah. when you're screaming, you're like, you know, and it vagals you. You get a vagal response oh, from so it weird. and you pass out. So huh. I don't have a lot on it. Yeah. Because that but that's what they said, that it was either from people feeling hyper anxiety from the being crowd. crushed in yeah. or from vagaling out from screaming so loud. That's crazy. Or just being so overwhelmed with emotion. They just went down. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the Beatles. Oh, my God. Girls were dropping like flies when those guys walked yeah. in. God bless. Not cute. They're not no. cute. And when you, I mean, I know it was the 60s, but the music wasn't even that great. No. The Beatles weren't around that long. When you think about it, like what, six, seven years before they were done by 1970. Yeah. They were broken up by 1970. It was just such a Yoko Ono. May she die in hell. Um, but they were huge. Yeah. They were huge. Yeah. You know, it's just crazy. It's crazy. Um, they were showing videos of like girls at this Taylor concert and they were like, like this girl was videoing like these girls behind it, and I think she put it on like social media. Like I hope this finds you guys so you can see this. They're standing there, the girls, and they're like covering their mouths. Like when she's about to come on the stage, like the anticipate their whole bodies are vibrating, mm-hmm. like just shaking. And I'm like, oh my god! Like I know you get excited, but it's like ridiculous. I'm surprised those girls didn't pass out because like their whole bodies are like shutting down. I out. took Vienna to see One Direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like their last big show. And we were at Foxborough. So we're on the side mm-hmm. by the stage. And my brother was actually driving buses for them at the time. And so we had decent seats. So I wasn't like front row. You're not going to get any of those. But we were close to the mm-hmm. stage. So between where we were sitting and the stage was like um, where the team would come out. Yeah. You know, whatever those alleyways were. And where the band was was behind where we were sitting. And they were you could see them walking to the mm-hmm. stage. Harry Styles decides to walk to the stage. You could, it started at the top from the first people who could see him. 
I have never heard screaming <laughs> like I heard at that concert. No. I literally, it was a shrill because yeah. they're all fucking 10 years, 12 right. years old. And as soon as he disappeared, it stopped. He had to come back. The screech, it was like nothing I no. have experienced in my life. I'm like, how did they even get that high? The pitch was ridiculous. And I just can't even fathom if he had been dropped in the middle of that crowd, they'd have torn him apart. Oh, yeah. Lim- they would have literally torn him apart yeah. and killed him. Yep. Um, so that's fainting. <laughs> yes. That's why you faint. That's why you it's faint. You're like completely that. fucking overwhelmed. My pants are making me crazy. I need sweatpants. Oh, boy. They're making me crazy. Um, all right. So you're at these concerts. Everybody's mm-hmm. fucking screaming. And mm-hmm. yeah, you're in a closed in area. Usually you're sitting next to the speakers that the bass is like mm-hmm. 8,000 times too much. And you leave and you either have the ringing or the wicked stuffiness in your ear. Oh, both. I get both. I always, I don't usually get the ringing, but I get, I get the, the stuffiness. Oh, Like I'm like, ha, ha. Like every, <laughs> it feels like there's cotton in my ear. Yeah. I feel like that when I'm actually in it. Like when we're in the garden, you get up in the rafters. I feel like at the new kids, I feel like stuffed. Uh, I don't I, feel like, I don't feel like I feel like it during it. But when I'm le- like walking out, mm-hmm. then I start to yep. feel it. Um, And that's not good. No, I know. So noise-induced hearing loss happens when the structural structures of the inner ear are damaged by loud noises. That's why I'm deaf. So my constant mm-hmm. everyday sounds in our environment, like traffic, TV, background noise, whatever, are at safe levels. You're not going to get hearing loss from them. But sometimes sounds become too loud. Over 85 decibels uh, is too loud. It will cause hearing loss, and that can lead to noise-induced hearing loss. It is preventable. It is not. You can't fix it. You can't go back and make it better. But it is preventable. Um, People of all ages can develop it. People who attend concerts, which are normally over 100 decibels, or listen to music with headphones in at very high volumes, my children, (laughs) are more susceptible. People who have jobs in fields like agriculture, carpentry, mining, oil extraction, construction, military... Those noises are at very high decibels. You are going. You can- Brian has permanent tinnitus. Yeah. from working on the flight deck yep. of an aircraft carrier. And permanent that is tinnitus. You you're not gonna yep, it not rings, get it. He's like it never stops ringing in my ears. No, that would make me insane. That I know. Um, NIHL is common and affects 5.2 million children and teens between ages of six to 19, mm-hmm. and 26 million adults between the ages of 20 and 69. It is very common. Um. The part of the ear that's affected by very loud noises is the cochlea, and it the loud noises like kills the hair. Yes, that's back there the that cilia. waves with the sound, the cilia, and that it's like a brain cell; it never grows back. Uh-huh. So once you kill it, it's, it's gone. gone. So if you do, you know, if you go to one concert, a couple little hairs are gone. Fine, it'll right. your hearing will come back, whatever. But you do have some damage. The more you do it, the more you go to them, the more you lose. The more it happens, the more you lose, and it becomes hearing loss. Um, it can be caused by a single event, like a really loud gunshot wound, gunshot yeah. next to your ear, or exposure to loud noises over time. Going to a million goddamn concerts. I did that. Um, also a huh? sing a single <laughs> loud noise can cause immediate hearing loss, but research suggests that significant noise induced hearing loss usually develops after ten or more years of exposure. Then you're gonna notice I can't hear in between. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on why you developed NIHL. Your symptoms can be immediate or they can develop slowly over time. The most common symptoms are inability to hear high-pitched sounds, muffled or distorted speech, tinnitus, which is ringing in your ear, 
and a feeling of fullness or pressure in the mm-hmm. ear, which is what I usually feel after. Um, the symptoms can last minutes, hours, or days after noise exposure ends. Even if your hearing goes back to normal after a little while, you still have damaged the cells in your yeah. inner ear. If you have any of those symptoms, you have damaged the cells yeah. in your inner ear. I used to get, hear, I used to get the ringing for hours oh. after a concert. Um, with enough, like I said, with enough healthy cells that are left, your hearing comes back to normal. But over time, more exposure, less and less healthy cells are left, leading to hearing loss, which is permanent. In most co- cases, um, NIHL is treated with hearing aids. But if your hearing worsens over time, having hearing aids may not be enough, and they might suggest cochlear implants. NIHL cannot be cured. It can be prevented, like I said. You can prevent it by the fo- by following the following guidelines. Understanding what type of noises can be harmful to your hearing. Wear earplugs in participation of loud mm-hmm. activities. Um Avoid playing music at loud volumes. If you can't protect yourself from the loud noise, move as far away from possible as if you're in a concert and you're sitting next to the speaker, Don't move. Sit. Yeah. You know, if it's open floor, move away from the speaker. Pete Don't sit on top. The hoop, deaf as a hatter. Yeah. Um, help young children protect their hearing until they're old enough to do it themselves. They say earplugs or ear muffs. They're mm-hmm. not like ear muffs you wear out in winter. They are no, certain like the sound. Ear, the headphones yeah, that go like over. Like the big hard ear yeah. muffs. And like they pilots will say, wear and shit. Yeah, and they will say the decibels that on them, what they are good up to. So make sure it's at enough, yeah. um, a high enough decibel. If you na- notice hearing loss or changes after exposure to loud noises, see a doctor. Um, <laughs> hearing loss can severely impact the quality of your life. It will change your hearing, obviously, but noise damage is also linked to anxiety, stress, high blood pressure, insomnia, Increased heart rate, isolation, and depression. I believe it. Um, Noise-induced hearing loss can negatively impact your quality of life because you could have difficulty following conversations, communicating with your friends and loved ones, which can lead to social isolation because you feel awkward saying, huh, huh, I mean, Brian, you you guys, you've seen him. You go out to a restaurant. If it's loud, he he has that glazed over look on his face because he has no idea what anybody's fucking saying. Um, And I got all that information from clevelandclinic.org. Oh, interesting. Mm. Well, Laura. Yes. When I was a kid, I had two favorite sitcoms. One of them was Laverne and Shirley. I loved Laverne Because I loved Lenny and Squiggy. Yeah. And the other was WKRP in Cincinnati. Yeah. Loved that show. Mm-hmm. What was his name? Doc? No. What was there was name? Dr. Johnny Fever. Dr. Dustin. There was Venus Flytrap. No, I was thinking Dr. Johnny. Les Nisman. Um, hey, uh, Herb Tarlick. Well, I've got Lonnie Anderson's character's name. She was the hot blonde. Yeah. And there was another woman. Was it Bailey? I think it was Bailey. I don't know. I was and thinking then, of that Dr. Johnny. Um, the hot guy, Travis. Travis was <laughs> hot guy. So one of their episodes I remember watching, they were talking about this Who concert that was coming to Cincinnati, mm-hmm. who at the time in 1979 was one of the biggest fucking bands out there. Mm-hmm. They were like gods of rock. It was Led Zeppelin, Who, Rolling Stones. They were your top three. And they were coming to Cincinnati for the first time in a long time. And, you know, the whole episode, they're talking about this concert. And I don't know if I can't remember the whole episode, if somebody was going to it or what. But they are out and they get the news report that 11 people died at this concert. Mm. 
and they talk about it in the episode. And I was like, wow, what the fuck? Like, I, it always stuck with me on that yeah. episode. I, I just don't know what. So we're going to talk about that night. Okay. That was brought to you by WKRP in Cincinnati. So it is December 3rd, 1979. Mm-hmm. And The Who, one of my favorite fucking rock bands ever, Laura. <laughs> I don't gonna, even know what they sing. Who are you? Oh, My CSI. generation. Uh, Bubba O'Reilly. Give me some mic. Come on. What's, what's Bubba Tommy. O'Reilly? Is that under the bridge thing? Uh, what? That's the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Is that the one that the doctor asked me? Like, you never got high under a bridge listening to this song? Maybe. Bubba, which one is the one? There's Bubba O'Reilly and Teenage Wasteland. Teenage Wasteland. Teenage Wasteland. Which is but the one with Bob, the fiddler? With the fiddler? Fiddler? You know, the yeah. guy The guy's playing music? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. I was like, what? And he's like, you don't know this song? I'm like, it's no. Great he's like, fucking you never song. got high under bridges? I'm like, Sir, I was no, I was grew up in the nineties. Led Zeppelin had like they I love listening to Jimmy Page's guitar, I really do. And they had like great lyrics, but the Who was fucking loud. And when the Who came out, they were called the loudest rock band ever. And the Beatles response was the Helter Skelter album. The mm-hmm. White Album. Is it the White Album that's Helter Skelter? That was their response to the Who because the Who was just fucking loud, heavy guitars, like, mm-hmm. but they're just great. They were just I I love them. I still love them. And the lead singer, he can't even, he can't sing like he did. I mean, they're, they're like 70 years old, these guys. Yeah. There's a lot of songs he can't even play anymore because he can't get those vocals out mm-hmm. anymore. So I'd almost be willing to see cover bands at this point because yeah. I just love their music. So they're coming to Cincinnati. People are losing their shit. The Who's finally coming to Cincinnati. They're going to play the Riverfront Coliseum. Um, It's under, in under two hours, they sold 18,348 tickets for the show. Mm-hmm. Most of these tickets are festival seating or general admission seating, which was very popular in the 70s. And if you don't know what that is, you just got a fucking ticket Mm -hmm. and you waited at the door (laughs) and you stormed the doors to get great seats. And if you didn't get a seat, you were sitting in the aisles. They were like, it was extremely dangerous seating because there were fire hazards left and right from the seating. People shoving. It created problems. Mm -hmm. At this Coliseum, when Zeppelin played... Uh, I don't know if it was years or months earlier, they had already had incidences of people being crushed in, in crowd control. They already had a problem. So they sell, continue to sell fucking festival seatings to go see The Who, which everybody's all jazzed up about. So um, the radio stations announced that the t- to the ticket holders, you know, all over the radio, fucking doors are opening at the Coliseum at three o'clock. Okay, people start lining up at the Coliseum at one o'clock. Mm-hmm. Now, you have to see the Coliseum. It looks like a big indoor football stadium. And there's a little triangle at one end of doors. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to guess that on each side of this triangle, there's maybe eight to ten doors. Okay. Mm-hmm. So people are lining up against the west side of these doors. At one o'clock, people are already getting pushed against the mm-hmm. glass. So by three o'clock, when the doors are supposed to open, they've already got like two to three thousand people waiting mm-hmm. to get in. The doors don't open. And it's December in Cincinnati. So it's fucking cold. Freezing. All right. And yeah. people started showing up about noon. Um, so it's, you know, it's kind of rowdy, but they're kind of like keeping it control. Mm-hmm. By seven o'clock, 8,000 people are waiting to get in the door still. Oh and they're like, the police have been called now. I think at three o'clock, the police were called to try to crowd control. It's 1979. The police are like, you know, World War II vets who were 
hardcore mm-hmm. and you're talking a bunch of what they're considering druggy hippie Hippies, kids at yeah. the Who concert. They're not doing shit. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're fucking drug addicts. Let them get what they deserve kind of thing. They're just kind of watching the crowd, but they're not really doing much. Mm-hmm. Um, and people like, you know, it's, it's starting to get a little out of hand at seven o'clock. So the police go to the doors at seven and like, are you going to start opening these doors? And the guys are like, yeah, well, we don't have enough ticket holders to take the tickets. And because of union rules, the ushers are not allowed to fill in oh as ticket takers. So at 7.20, they open two oh my doors. God. Just two doors. 8,000 people. But 8,000 people mm-hmm. who are trying to get into the concert. Mm-hmm. To compound the problem, the who had been running late. So they are running a sound check when those doors open. Mm-hmm. So the people in the back think the concert has started. Right. One guy's like, all I saw was the door shatter. That's the last thing I remember was the fucking glass shattering on the doors. The crowd starts surging for mm-hmm. these doors. One witness describes they're standing in the crowd. And everybody's standing with their heads up because they're so packed together. They can't breathe. Yeah. So they're all gasping for air, trying to breathe. Um, People have left the crowd and they're telling the police, like, please help us. They're like, what the fuck do you want us to do? There's nothing we can do. One guy is there with his um, wife and he's like, we were, you know, they're 27 years old. They got a couple of kids at home. They went to concerts all the time. Mm-hmm. They're like, fucking who? They were psyched. He's like, the moment those doors open, I lost her. I <laughs> lost her. At 745, the police finally start getting into the crowd where they find the first victim on the ground. Oh, God. Um, some victims were actually stampeded to death. Ugh. Other victims were crushed standing up yeah and the crowd didn't realize they were dead and literally the crowd carried these dead people in so it wasn't until the crowd started dispersing that these bodies would fall people were lifted out of their shoes oh my god they when they show you pictures afterwards shoes jackets they were lifted out of their shoes they were bloody footprints bare feet and people didn't even realize till like halfway through the show they had blood on their shoes like that's how bad it is this guy whose wife he lost he's like i went down it took all my energy to get my chest and my knees. He went in the fetal position. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's the only reason I think I survived because I was trying to protect, protect my airway. Yeah. And he's like, it seemed like, I, he's like, I, I was dying. That was it. And he goes, the next thing I know is being lifted. And he's like, and I'm looking for my wife. I'm looking for my wife. And he sees her being pronounced dead, <gasps> being put on a stretcher and taken out. Oh um, so it, the, the 810, the who hits the stage. They opted not to tell the who or anybody what had happened because they figured if we cancel this concert, it's going to happen again. Yeah. So they let the who do their full fucking show. Meanwhile, they're pulling bodies out of the front of the venue. So, um, the who gets told at the end of the concert and they're fucking devastated. Mm-hmm. They're like, they were going to cancel the rest of the tour, but they said, um, I think Roger Daltrey was like, if we cancel, we'll never play again. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. Like some of the bands, he's like, yeah. we would never have played again. So they went out the next night and they're like, we lost a lot of our fans last night. The show's dedicated to them. I don't think that means anything to the 11 no. people who lost it. But um, when they, so they find out that they dedicated the show, this town immediately cancels all festival seating, never to be sold again. Okay. Um, and the, it's 40 years before the Who comes back to play in Cincinnati. Wow. 40 fucking years. Because they've been touring... So all yeah. this time, yeah. 40 years before they come back. 
and they now have a plaque in the front of this. It took them like 30 years to put it up with all the names. They were ages from like, I think the youngest one was 15 and that woman was 27. That was the oldest one. They're all young kids that died in that. I was like, just horrifying to what a horrible way to go. How did people get in? Like, how did the other people get in for them to do the concert at like 810? They just, the crowd just came through the doors. Oh. Like, I don't even think tickets got checked. Right. Like, you were so worried about tickets. Yeah. They, like I said, people got crushed. Right. And they were, the bodies were being carried in because they didn't even know they were dead. Yeah. And they just, they, so they just rushed the stage. Um, and you know, people were like, oh, it was a great show. They had no fucking idea. 11 people, people died getting in there. Yeah. It's just horrifying. And I've been, you know, we've talked about this. I've been in crowds. And I try to explain to my kids. I'm like, when you're that packed in with people, mm-hmm. you have no control over yourself. No. If the crowd goes right, you're fucking going with them. Mm-hmm. And the second you find you're in a situation where the crowd's moving you, you better get out of there. Because mm-hmm. if that crowd goes bad, yeah. you are done. Yeah. You fall, you're done. Mm-hmm. Nobody's helping you. It's the crowd mentality now. Mm-hmm. Nobody's stopping to pick you up and help right. you. You are fucking done. And even if they even they'd, if they'd be trampled to, too. they couldn't. Yeah. They'd be trampled too. Right. You know, but I think the bloody footprints bothered me. Like, yeah, pulled out of their shoes and walked. Like, you were killing people, stepping on them, and your feet are bloody from that. Like, I know. And you had no idea. And you had no idea I what was know. going on. Talk about amnesia. You're yeah. so wrapped up to see this concert. And I just can't imagine them finding out after it's coming off this high of this show. And then you're like, 11 people died at our show. Right. You know? No, that's so, awful. And since then, they've had, who was it? Travis? Travis Scott. Yeah, we talked about that at another. Was it Houston? Yeah, it was in Texas. I think yeah. Houston. His one, I mean, it's happened But they did since. the same thing. They changed this thing. It was just rushed to the stage and people yeah. just rushed. And You cannot allow people no. to have general seating. Imagine if it was like at a Taylor Swift concert. Oh my God. Forget it. Maybe and you open two fucking doors. 10-year-old girls. Yeah, like exactly. You, yeah. you, people have to really, they've learned about crowd control, but you really have to keep people. I mean, there was a lot of failures at this. But you really need to keep your shit together when yeah. you got a crowd like that coming at you. It you even know? Ha- it happens like remember at um the Red Sox, the girl got shot with the bean bag from the police. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's just that any, was afterwards, right? After, after I came, yeah. But it's just any crowd, any big crowd like that is just always the police aren't going to stop and ask if you're innocent when there's thousands well, of people out of control. Like they weren't shooting her; they were just shooting. That's the my point. To disperse the crowd, they're just trying to get rid of the crowd. The they're not, they them. don't have time to no. to figure out what's going on right. here. They're just trying to get. I mean, if you watch when they do, um, cops used to do the Mardi Gras episodes for New Orleans. Oh my god! And they bring the horses in. Mm-hmm. They're like nobody messes with the horses. Yeah, and they line the horses up like ten across, butt to butt to butt. And they just stop moving the crowd. Mm-hmm. And every, you see, I mean, I really actually get nervous for the horses, but they're I fucking know. huge. Yeah. And the crowd sees the horses coming and there's no way to get around the horses. They'll trample you. Right. So people just, they take off. But oh my God, it's scary when crowds are out of control. It, it terrifies me. And young people like to be, like, I, I'm guilty of that. Like, I would go down to Fenway, like, yeah. after a game that I watched at a bar and go down there and be part of the, because it's just fun to be part of something, but. But if when it, it goes bad, bad, if it gets goes bad, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, it's very bad when they start burning cars and shit. Oh my you better God, get out yeah. of there. Run. <laughs> Run. So on that note, yeah, go see Taylor Swift. Enjoy your summer. <laughs> Happy summer again. I'm going to see Drake. Am I going to see Drake? Drake. I'm going to see Drake. So hopefully it won't be. I'm sure we're in the when are we going to see so there Pink? Won't be any stampeding? Pink isn't it? Yeah, the end of July. I'm going to see Pink. 
That's a fun way. I think that's the next concert we're going. I'm going to say. Yeah, I have Drake with Sam before that. But... Drake. Yeah. So we should be safe now. A Drake. I'm up in the rafters. Oh, keep your keep your fucking sling with you. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm gonna pull. I might pull up for like. Put a couple of blades on the end. Handicap <laughs> spot. Handicap seating. <laughs> I with could. This thing. We should go to Disney now. Let's while go. you're here, <laughs> we'll cut every line with that. <laughs> That's, I might I might wear it and be like, I need special seating. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I'm going to go on the roller coaster with my sling. Yeah. <laughs> I do it. I'll try it. Um, all right. Like I keep telling you, write us in. We need episode ideas for the summer. Yeah. Um, hi, Pluto. Pluto's just watching us. He is an active member of this podcast. Is he? He is an active member of this podcast. He has a sparkly star bandana on. <laughs> has sparkles all over it. <laughs> with his big soulful eyes. They're, like, thing. they're bigger than this whole thing they are and they're like he's got like blue eyes one blue one way one blue the other <laughs> they're all really like does. fucking Maggie Feldman <laughs> eyes so he's like I don't know if he's really looking at you or the, or the I don't know what he's looking at I don't know he's all the cute though yes you are alright have a wonderful wonderful week whatever it is and we'll talk to you in a couple weeks bye bye like subscribe rate and review the Scissors and Scrubs podcast on whatever podcast app you listen to us on Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Scissors and Scrubs. And email us any of your stories or thoughts to scissorsandscrubs at gmail.com.